0: welcome to the moment of clarity podcast i'm nate i'm Jared. i'm jacob tune in as we break down the topics of life
1: all right y'all today we want to get into the mind of a, a young adult we want to go back and we want to um kind of get a take on how life is for the young adults and how hard or how easy it is transitioning. You guys have more access to knowledge nowadays, but at the same time, you're dealing with a world where inflation is like an a son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now you gotta, you know, you might have to be 25 before you get out the house. And at the same time, there's a, a lot of good with the bad. Now you have the options to, you know, be a black president, you have options to, to be a YouTube guy that ends up making millions of dollars. I feel like whatever you can dream is possible now. So how do you guys feel about that?
2: Well, I do feel that we do have a lot more opportunities, but one thing that hit me was like, we have all these opportunities and sometimes we can get clouded with all of these opportunities that we have and we don't want to stick to just one thing that could really take us far. Cause I know for me, it's always been music, but I was always bouncing around between music, between, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, between being a DJ or being a, a rap artist or singer or a, a mix engineer or a beat producer. And I really never stayed focused in one lane. And it just took me now to realize that, you know, of course, I mean, it's great that we have all these opportunities right now, but I think we really need to start sticking to one thing and see where that takes us before we can just before we start putting a whole bunch of things on our plate and that gets us clouded
0: clouded hmm um wow <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, to have so many opportunities that, like, now the problem is you
1: got to pick one. Right. Like, Man, I remember growing up for me, like, I only thought I had two options. Or three. I thought I was either going to be an NFL player, an NBA player, or a rapper. So that was one of the three. You know <laughs> and Like, obviously there was other options out there. I eventually figured it out later in life, but it was a tough transition when i was about what 1920 to about 21 before i joined the military because it's like once you you know when you're at some point in your life like a a good athlete and you know people are believing you're gonna make it and stuff like that when you felt when you fall off that cliff and you don't make it it's like you're in no man's land for like a couple of years trying to gain that you know positive energy behind you because when you're like a star athlete at, at some point everybody knows you people flock to you they're just like Look at that guy, man. Oh, he's on a basketball team. Oh, he's on a football team. You're playing AAU basketball. You know, you you know, you know, my sophomore year in high school, like I said this before, you know, my coach told me, you know, I'd be his next Ricky Williams. And at the time, Ricky Williams was like a big time runner back in University of Texas. So, you know, I eventually left that school and then I'm a junior and they got a transfer rule in Texas. And, you know, I go to a bigger school and now I'm just another guy. And so from like 16 to about 19, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do next because it's like football's over. You know, I don't really love it no more. I'm not playing with my friends. I really wasn't that good in basketball. I was good enough to make all the teams, but I was never realistically going to be a pro basketball player. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you know, I had to try to figure out what I'm going to do next. Luckily, the military kind of guided me to where I want to go. But I feel like for you guys now, do you, you guys really know more what you want to do at a certain age, do you feel like as a black person, there's more things to do? Cause like growing up for me, like the most successful black people were either entertainers or drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much that has changed. So can you speak on that?
2: Right now, according to social media, you have to be rich at 15. i go over-exaggerated. Rich at like, rich at a really young age, you have to have your whole life planned out ahead of you before you leave your parents' house. And I think that really paints a bad picture of what life is. And like you were saying, and go back to what you were saying about like, you only saw those those three options when you were graduating. I think like back, back in the day, you saw those three options as the only options. And if you probably would have had that A a, um, a wider look on what you really, what you could have done, the things that you could have done. Um, you probably would have had a, a um, trying to figure out the words. You probably would have had like a, a better. Not saying you didn't have a good look on life, but a, a a better look on a career. If you understand what I'm saying. Like right now we got all these careers. And I think it's like it's like pros and cons. Right now we got all these careers and some and we we don't know where to start.
0: Yeah. I think like, you know, one thing about older generations is that like older generations may not have had as many options in general you know what i'm saying like especially black people you know because it was so much more rare for a black person to have an education and stuff so you know it's like you was either going to like be a truck driver or like work at a factory a plant like those were like the good jobs, you know? So like, if you got one of those, like you was good. Um, you know what I'm saying? And so like, then, you know, it's like black people started going to school more and more and more, you know? And then like, you know, advanced placement classes came out, you know, black people taking those, you know what I'm saying? So it's like slowly but surely, like the opportunity started growing. But then we had like our parents, who was still from the old school. So, you know, they sitting over there like, once you get a job, you bet you better not mess that job up. You sit your butt in that chair, nine to five, don't move. Like, don't take a day off. Like, oh, <laughs> me and Jay was just talking about leave of absence. Like, dude, like, what is a leave of absence? Like, what? Like, that- <laughs> If leave of absence like becomes a part of your vocabulary. you just need to immediately like start praising the Lord mm-hmm. you know? because it's like that type of shit didn't exist like for black people. you know what I'm saying It's like we were always like coming from the mindset where like you work like you work 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 like my grandfather, um he died in 80, 87. He worked like three jobs. He worked at a Coca Cola uh, plant. He worked um, as a butler in like this rich person house, rich white person. And then he had another job too, um, just like constantly working to provide for seven kids, you know? And so it's like that mindset has started being changed, like with my mom and them. Cause like they started going to college, but then like a lot of them was getting knocked up too. And then, so like they had to get married. Cause like once you got knocked up back in the day, you had to get married, like right away, (laughs) you know, it's just like, I think it's good, you know, that like so many opportunities are coming, things are changing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't feel like you only got like a couple of options, you know what I'm saying? But I think like one thing that like we can do is look back on the older generations because it's like one thing that they had squared away was like doing the same thing like repeatedly you know what i'm saying like old people were like good at that it didn't matter what it was they was gonna stick to it like if they got a job they work at the same job for like 35 years 35 40 years <laughs> you know yeah. so it's just like you know, I guess like with the young folk now coming up, you know, it's good to do multiple stuff, honestly. To keep it real with you, it's like, you know, I majored in geography, you know, when I was in college and um, I did it because like it was diverse. Like I knew like I could do like multiple things with it, you know, because I went in for engineering and I was just like, ah, uh, that's no. I can't be doing that like the whole time I'm here, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I just did something that was like more like colorful, you know what I'm saying? Something that like I could like grow in or like be creative in, you know what I'm saying? That's what I thought at the time. So like, I'm kind of like with the younger generations in that respect, you know? And I always felt like, dang, like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm an expert at something. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like I'm just interested in all these like different things. You know, yeah. thing is, man, like that's that's good, and it's like as you're picking up on like all these little things. Like after a while, it's like you'll be an expert in like in ten years, because according to Malcolm Gladwell, after ten years, you know, of doing something like you're an expert. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you've been DJing now for what, like a solid what, seven years? Um,
2: I've been DJing. Well, I really ain't DJing no more, but I've been. In the music industry, I guess, for about four years, four and a half years now.
0: Four and a half years, yeah. So it's like, dude, that's like, that's solid experience right there, man. For real. And I think one thing too, I think like with the younger generations, like they may not necessarily like know about like corporate America. Corporate America is still like, kind of like old, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, maybe just like you know um we just need to talk more for real we just need to talk more man you know what i'm saying it's like the kids coming up now it's like i always find them to be like real laid back real chill you know what i'm saying it's like they like want knowledge you know and so um, I think like we just need to like bridge like the gaps that are going on and like, you know, help each other out. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yo, definitely.
1: That was, it's funny that you said uh, truck driver because, you know, my first, one of my first decent jobs back in the day was uh, at a moving company. And, you know, the best job there was being a truck driver. And, you know, I was just looking around one day because, like, you know, it was nothing really to not keep me from staying there. But the only reason I ever left that trucking company is was because, like, my little cousin was telling me, you know, well, she's she's only like three years younger than me. But um, she was saying she was going to join the Navy and like, you know, I, we had taken a trip back to Texas because, you know, Texas is where our family's from. Right. And um, she said she was going to join the Navy. And I was like, you know what? She's gonna be in the Navy. She's gonna come home every year. And I'm just gonna be like her bum ass big cousin. And I was just like, I don't wanna like I don't wanna be like that's that's how I looked at it, because it's like it's not like it was a competition that she had like it didn't matter if she was more successful than me, but I just didn't wanna be like her bum ass big cousin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's always like in every family, it's always that person who's just like ain't really doing nothing. You might have potential at one time, but then it's like you still live with your mom, and I remember like after we talked about that, I came back you know back to this area and I was like, I'm gonna join the <laughs> the the military like ASAP. like because I'm nineteen going on twenty or or I'm at like twenty at the time, and I was like, I need to get out of here because i I don't want to live with my mom like you know if I was still in sports you know I'd have been in school I wouldn't be you know, living with my parents. And I always saw myself as a kid, not living with my parents at that age, you know, but so I, I came back, I joined the military. Like, I think it was like two or three weeks I was gone like from that one trip. And it was like, it's so <laughs> nice that I got a chance to go in the military. Cause then I, that was my way of seeing all these other options that I had. Then it was like, dang, you know, I never considered myself like to be book smart but it was like once i got into the military and i actually focused on this stuff it was like dang i'm like actually excelling more than other people and now i can like you know i got access to all this other stuff like i remember going in and taking the it's called the ASVAP the test for the you know the military placement and the guy told me i needed to make a 70 and in my mind i was just like okay i'm gonna go in and get a 70. not thinking like yo i could go in i should just i should study for this and go in and try to do the best i can i was just like He said, I need to make a 70. I'm not really gonna study. At least I'm gonna be going out and doing something good with myself. But it was like, you know, then, you know, I went back and I retook the test and now I got higher scores. You know, in the military, I'm starting to excel because I'm starting to focus. And it was just like, you know, I wished I had that mindset when I was younger. And it wasn't like any fault of my parents or anything, but I was so focused on sports because that seemed like the most successful you can be. And, you know, my dad would always tell me I could be a lawyer. But I didn't. I never liked to read because back in the day, you know, you'd have like a four hundred page book, and like you couldn't skim through it. You had to like read the whole book and try to write retain the knowledge. And if you go to public schools, they ain't really teaching you how to like learn it and 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 keep it in. You know, it took me until like I was in the military to like read big books and actually like know what it was about. You know what I'm saying? So it was like really cool to get that experience. I, I don't know
2: how it is for you guys now, but that was man. really how. Was. Public school is trash. <laughs> I can say that right now. It is garbage. Like, they will pass you just to get you out of the class, just to get you out of the grade. And and for real, I see it now because I saw it in myself in high school, man. I wasn't really trying I wasn't really trying to focus and listen to understanding knowledge. I was just trying to get up out of there. There was always something better to be doing. And I and I fear for the generation right now too, because most of my friends and my peers in high school, we wasn't really trying to learn or we wasn't worried about college. We wasn't worried about nothing. We was just worried about girls and hanging out and hanging in the hallways and stuff, like, and poof. I wish I would have had that mindset, too, in high school that yo, you really need to focus, like, you really need to learn, you really need to read. I really didn't start wanting to read until, like, probably this year. And, man. Man, so it's not far off.
1: Yeah, it, def- that sounds a lot like me, you know, when I, when I was at the age, it was like, hang out, have fun. Like I remember, you know, like, I mean, I had good enough grades to get into college. I mean, I should have been able to get like a scholarship just straight off grades. Cause in Texas school is like show up to class and you get an a net. Like that, that's how easy school yeah. is in Texas. Like literally, um, after going to school at like West Potomac in Virginia for like one year. I went to Texas, and every year after that, I had, like, two or three study hall classes. But study hall classes was just you sitting there, and they, they're like, you got too many credits to take another class. So it was just like a dead period. So I could go in that class, do all my homework. So I never had to do homework at home. So at home, I was just chilling because I could do all my work in study hall. You know what I'm saying? And it was just nah. crazy how easy it was. So I remember going to college, and, like, I was, like, in high school, I just always felt like you know, I'm going to make it somewhere playing sports. So, like, I really wasn't, you know, out there like that. But I was just, like, you know, doing little things. So, when I finally got to college, I was like, man, forget, like, trying to get good grades. Because, like, I ain't got no scholarships now. I'm just trying to party, man. And I went to that first year, and I fell out. I mean, I didn't really fell out because I had a 2.0. Like, I got to stay it again. But then I would have, you know, had to get more money from loans, or my parents would have to pay more money. So then I ended up in a community college and, you know, my mind is still like, I want to do something with sports. I want to be a coach because, you know, if you don't make it in sports, you want to be a coach or something dumb like that. Or you want to work. I mean, nothing wrong with being a coach, but it's just like it's not for everybody. So I just wanted to be a coach or I just wanted to be a personal trainer and something to keep the sports dream alive that that's gone. And it was just cool that like none of that worked out because I look back at it now and I'm kind of happy what I do nine to five but it was just it was it was nice getting that different understanding but i realized public schools you you sound like you have the same experience and i've been watching a lot of shows where like you know i'm seeing how white people grow up and how they live and it's like they i remember you know my sophomore year in high school i went to like a predominantly white school and we were um we were we had uh what was it we had three black people i was the third you know what i'm saying and like, they'd be partying and drinking at 15 and 16. But then after, at, even though they was partying and drinking, these dudes and, and females had 1600 you know, SAT scores and they were serious about their school. So it was just like, my simple mind, I'm just trying to be an athlete. I'm just like, I ain't thinking about all that. But it's like, what if I did? You know what I'm saying? What could I have actually been? Which is always intriguing to me. And I feel like I've even made it to a decent place, not thinking like that. So it always makes me think like, what if I would have thought like that? You know what I mean? But
2: Yeah, no. Like that's crazy. Like to think what if what was what was their mindsets? What <laughs> was so different from their mindsets than us that they could have the balance between both. You,
0: you know what I, man, I I think sorry, go ahead. I think it's just stuff that's been um passed down, man, for real. You know, it's like the rich white people that I knew coming up, like their parents already had like Western education, like and high attainment in Western education. So it's like they have kind of like a um, like a head start a little bit, you know? Because like as like black folk, it's like we was just now getting into the game. So it's like we didn't even know all the rules and stuff, you know um slowly but surely we were always picking up on it but like we didn't have it down pat so like unfortunately i think that there's like a little bit too much emphasis based on western education and i think that we need to just kind of get more into a practical mindset like you said uh jacob it's like you more into reading now well maybe like the way that you know like western education is set up like maybe it's not meant for you to like want to read at six years old like maybe it might take a little bit longer you know what i'm saying it's like it's a progression for like somebody to become interested in something but it's like sometimes with the way like education is set up in this country it's like everything is just shoved down your throat and it's just like Okay, kids, get this, like burn this. Yeah. Like the whole time you just like like why though?
2: Yeah, it's like they turn they turn learning into a chore for me. Yeah, it's a
1: chore.
2: It's like not something that you need to do. It's not they didn't make it something that you should want to do. They turned it into like, yeah, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta turn this in by this time. I answer no questions, like.
1: I got kind of like slightly dis different perspective on it. I feel like for me I didn't really care about school that much cuz it just wasn't cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and I mean now, you know, it's not about being cool cuz like 30 years old now, I mean 33 now, it's like I don't really care about that. But like I think everybody at about 14 to about 17, being cool matters. You know what I'm saying? Or being 12 to about 17, you're just trying to be cool, you know. And I don't think, like, culturally, like, being book smart isn't always the coolest thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, even the people who are really cool, they're not, like, bragging about it. Like, I remember you, you Nate, you were saying you was in Spelling Bee's. That wouldn't be something that everybody was like, oh, man, you in the Spelling Bee? But I feel like in other cultures, that might be a thing. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm not here to bash our culture because I think our, our culture is beautiful. But at the same time, I just think... We're still adapting because like you got to realize, like for some of us, I think like, you know, maybe my grandparents were somewhat successful, but they're not really removed that much from slavery. My parents are the first people to be like quote unquote, decently successful, you know, careers, decent jobs, make more money than most of their peers. Then it's like you're you're just gonna elevate to the next level off that, so it's like for that next generation. You know, both of your parents got degrees, X, Y, Z, both of your parents is in the house. You know, like for me, you know, my mom lived one place, my dad had, you know, lived another place. You know, luckily my dad, you know, was married to my stepmom, so I always had the mindset like I'm gonna be married one day. But it's like not everybody has that experience. Like I remember growing up, all the kids, you know, like if I was here, everybody was just with their mom. Nobody knew anybody's dad, except like a couple few people. And the people who had their dads there, everybody knew they dad. Like, it was cool. It was, like, a cool thing, you know what I'm saying? But I see now, like, everybody has, like, the visitation that I had that wasn't normal back then. Like, I was one of the only kids that, like, part of the year I'm going to go with my dad, part of the year I'm going to go with my mom, or, like, one year I'll be with my mom, one year I'll be with my dad. Most people was just, like, they was always with their mom. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's how I am right now. Well, I have been. That's dope. Yeah, I see what you're saying, though, man. It's like that topic right there alone, like the whole being cool mindset. That's a whole another topic, man. <laughs> yeah. man. I can tell you, man. Our kids' mindsets in high school, high school was brutal. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that mindset. You're not even thinking about well. I'm not speaking for everybody, but you're not even thinking about the bigger picture. You're just thinking about what's in front of you these these high school walls, these people that's judging me, these people I gotta put this face on for these people I gotta be cool for like it's tragic, man,
0: yeah, it's almost like it needs to be a class and like you know, how to successfully be a student or something and and not even like a class. I think we just got to, like, pass it down, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, for real, the way that it's set up, you know, education wise, it's kind of like a competition, you know, that's how it was for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was competing against people in school, you know, so, like, when it came time for the spelling bee, like, you know, I was practicing words, you know, um, like with my mama and stuff and, like, you know, for the math bowl, I'm like, I remember, like, I, I wouldn't win the math bowls, um, but it's like, over the course of time, I was like, I want to win. Yeah. And so then like that next year, like I got really high. And then the year after that, I got even higher than that. And so, um, you know, I think it's just like a matter of, you know, learning that it is a competition and then make the best of it, you know what I'm saying? Like on the social side. And that's what yeah. people, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're not gonna teach how to be social in school.
2: Wow. That's
0: good. Yeah, and then um you know, like when it comes to style and stuff, because that's basically what like we're doing in high school, it's like we're trying to be cool. What is being cool? It's like, it's having your swag. You know what I'm saying? It's like understanding who you are, understanding what you're good at or whatever, having a, like, somewhat of a clue where you're going, and then, like, learning how to, like, incorporate that into, like, getting a girl.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically, like, <laughs> how, many, how many bodies you got? Or, you got a car yet? How much money you got? It's, it's, it's crazy. It's not even about school. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not. <laughs> it was it's always like... You like, not to school. The cast who had the cars first was always getting more love because it was just like, you got a car before everybody else. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was just like, you'd be wondering like, dang, how do you get XYZ? And it's just like, they just got access. Really, it's all about access, man. It's funny, man, because like, I think the knock on being in the DMV in general is like, you could be like quote unquote Bama, at least that's what we was calling people back in the day. And it was like, you come back the next year with some J's on and you you like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, if you, if you think about the whole culture or the whole mindset is dumb. Like what really was cool was the person trying to be different, you know what I'm saying? Later in life, like I got to that point, but you know, it's just like over here, like one year I can go from being like clown because I'm wearing XYG. Next year I come back with some J's on and whatever's popular. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? If I if your mindset wasn't there, where could you have been? And it's like, it's not to say we ain't going places or we ain't, you know, we ain't we ain't have masterful ideas. Cause I think no matter how like, you know, where your mind was, if if you're an intelligent person, it'll come. It'll, it'll come through.
0: like ain't that wrong being cool? you know what I'm saying? It's like honestly like I think that it says a lot about like who somebody is. like if you're able to like be like calm, cool and collected in high school and like get along with people and like you know understand humor enough to like make people laugh and like understand like women enough to like get them. <laughs> and honestly, to be able to like build relationships like with your teachers that are like, way older than you, like you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it's just a matter of how you use it, you know what I'm saying? Because basically, like all those things are skills, you know? So like I ain't mad at nobody trying to be cool, um, just like in general. But the thing is, in like I think what the white people have understood for quite some time is that you work hard and you play hard. And when it's time to like work, like working hard is not necessarily like having a summer job. Like working hard is basically like going to school. And it's like for them, like they parents, you know, were able to take care of everything. Like They may not have had to have like, you know, worked a job in order to make money to support, you know, like the house or whatever, like, you know, maybe like black folk had to do more of. But um, yeah, it's like they know yeah, like, I mean, it's just like, like sometimes like adults make school life. School is not life. Western education is not life. Now, in order to like play the corporate game, you probably do need to have more and more education because the way that like some aspects of corporate culture are set up, it's based on what people are learning in school and it just keeps on like getting funneled through. But here's a good thing about Western education though. It is changing, man, because it's like we grew up, you know, like learning about Thanksgiving and how like the pilgrims and the Indians was like high-fiving each other, you know what I'm saying? And like just sharing with, with one another and everything was happy, you know what I'm saying? And so then <laughs> by the time I got to college, like the professors was, was like, that. like no way I remember there was this one book that one of my professors gave was called lies my teacher told me and it just like broke down like so many of like the you know like Christopher Columbus like all this shit it was just like all this stuff was debunked you know and so it's like once I learned about that I was like oh I actually have to go back and like reconfigure what I've learned <laughs> you no. know
2: that's crazy. Yeah,
0: from like teachers that I, you know what I'm saying? I I trusted them. And and honestly, I think they may have just been like regurgitating what they had learned. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they didn't know any better. I don't know. That's the thing. It just makes you raise questions. So, um, yeah, it's just like school ain't life. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I like the fact now that like you out of high school and it's like you reading because it's like... You're going to learn a whole lot. And it's not going to be like through the lens of, you know, like someone who maybe has been indoctrinated. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yo, I can definitely say that. School, you never thought you were going to leave that. Gym. Like. I don't even talk to no, i talked to no one I went to school with. You think you're going to have to make a life with all of these people? And that's just not the case. Man, I don't deep.
1: It's funny cause like high school is like, it's really just like the first chapter. Like that just, that just ends like the first chapter of your life and now you getting into the next chapters, man, because it's like, you know, you think high school is so, so much of a big deal, especially when you come from middle school and you're in ninth grade and you're the youngest person there and you think you're going to be in school forever. And then you start realizing, you know, as soon as you get out of high school, it wasn't that bad because like, you know, you didn't have to worry about reaching your potential then and there. Now it's like you're up against the clock versus your potential once you once you get out of out of high school because it's like that intermediate time i call like from 18 to about 23 because no matter what you know career you choose or like from 18 to 23 you're really just trying to figure out where you're going to go how you want to do it even if you do graduate college you're trying to use that degree to get somewhere so it's like you're just floating trying to figure out like how am i going to maximize my potential so it's just like, when you hit that transition, you're finally like, dang, I'm I'm glad it's over. But it, I guess that, that period is a time where you can have fun because like you have that regimen of going to school. Now, if you're working, you might not be working full time. So you're kind of getting that like, okay, it, it might feel like an ex- extended summer. And then, you know, when you was in high school, they made you like go to class from eight to two or something like that. But now you get into college and you could start picking your own schedule. So, like, I remember going to college, and it was like, this is some freedom I'll never have again. Like, I mean, I remember it. I mean, now that I look back, I'm like, you know, having the day off because you didn't schedule classes on Tuesday, you could schedule classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or you could schedule Tuesday and Thursday and have Monday, Wednesday, Friday off. I mean, it was cool to have that, and it was cool to be able to, you know, party, meet new people. But it's really like, You know, people put so much stock into high school, but really your close friends are like college or people you meet in the military or your jobs after that. It's like, you know, I still talk to people, you know, I went to high school in Virginia, but like in Texas, I wasn't really close to them because of the culture. I I couldn't fit in with the culture because, you know, I like there was like black people wearing Wrangler jeans and stuff, not Wrangler, but like, you know, the cowboy Wrangler hats and all that. And I just couldn't get with it because it, to me, it, it felt like everybody black wanted to be white. And I just felt like that was weird. I mean, no, I mean, no, no salt in their game. Like if that's what they want to be, so be it. But like coming from here, like I wasn't going to be able to fit in with that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just really glad that I got to join the military. It's glad to see the different phases of life. I mean, one the good thing about, you know, the phase that you're in right now it might be the best time of your life because like you're still working with potential. You can, you're still formulating your plan and your vision. So like whatever your vision is now, you can make that happen if you dedicate yourself to whatever that is. So it's it's good to not be tied into something because it's a lot of people who get into careers like Nate was saying earlier, you know, working 30 years in the same career and you really don't want to do it. Like I know my dad for sure, is working at a job that he doesn't love, but he's really good at and he works really hard. And I know previous generations, they did that a lot. But now you guys are more like, what can they do for me? And I, I'm like that too, I got, I'm got i a millennial. So I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna work 30 years if they ain't gonna give me a raise. Okay, you know, I ain't talking about no promotion after three or four years um, for the jobs until I got to where I'm at now. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> like. Why, like people have loyalty to these jobs more than they have loyalty to their own families and wives, and and they they don't give a dang about them.
2: Yeah, I, from what you said earlier, like I think we have actually right now we have the option to say like you know what if you're not trying to give me a raise I'm out. We could depict and choose that like, you know our career path and back then you know. I think they wasn't trying to fold on what they had. Like, I ain't trying to fumble this (laughs) this good job right here.
1: And shooting back in the day, they was working like, and and my dad and my mom still do it today. They be working like 12, 13 hours. And it's, it's so ingrained into them. They work 12 and 13 hours every day. You know, like for me, you know, I'm gonna work my hours. I'm gonna work my 40. It might be 12 one day, 13 one day. And then another day it might be five or six, but it's like, I'm not going to let this job kill me because it, it'll take all your mental health. You'll come home with your job, you'll leave, and you'll just be job 24 seven. And you spending all this time that you could use your extra time to do something productive. So you can establish like, wealth. because like, I think what culturally, like a lot of us might not understand, or at least I never understood until, you know, recently, maybe a couple years ago is like, a lot of people who who end up doing well, who end up millionaires and a lot of that, they get a really good job, but at the same time, they, they keep their bills down. So, like, Nate, I think you're a very good example of, like, no matter how much you made, you still kept your bills down so you're able to save. But, like, a lot of people who end up making it to millionaires, they take that money they're saving, they figure out how to invest in the stock market. They figure out how to make that extra money work for them. So it's like, there's so many ways to become a millionaire, but a lot of us are taught at a young age to just be like, well, I could be a basketball player, I could be a rapper, I could do music, I could do, I could be an entertainer, I could try to do movies, but it's like, dog, you could work at UPS, be a manager at UPS, your bills are still like, you're saving $20,000, you put that $20,000 in the stock market, every year you're putting in $20,000, and you know what stocks to put in, you're gonna be a millionaire.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah, like, oh, was you about to say something, Nate? Oh, I think, like, I think getting out of high school, the mindset is who can get rich first? What can we do to get rich quick? And and then again, like, there's no plan. There's no, like, uh, there's a song. J. Cole was like, like, people were too, um, people are above maintaining the time because that's slow money. So like, yeah, really that man, I think we need to stay focused on something instead of trying to get rich quick right now.
1: Yeah, I think,
0: I'll
1: go ahead.
0: I was just saying like, that's like a, it's a timeless concept, you know what I'm saying, um, or I, I should say ageless, that's the ageless concept, you know, that like, it sounds kind of simple, you know, and it's like the three of us are talking about it now, but it's not popular, like it's not popular to wait, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, as much as, you know, I was saying earlier about, you know, like, it being all right, you know, like to be cool in high school or whatever. It's cool to wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to have patience.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? And I think, like, I think, like, people should, like, begin incorporating stuff like that into their swag. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, for me... Um, you know, like I was, I was pretty patient, you know, like in high school, because I just had it ingrained in me, like the older generations to just go in, head down. Um, You know, like I had the support of like all my family, you know, like I was like the smart one or whatever, like supposedly I'm the mathematician of the family, you know, according to my auntie, you know what I'm saying? So like everybody was like, okay, you know, Nathan's school, like he's going to do good. You smart, you smart, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, cool. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't know how to make it like, I made it like kind of cool, but I didn't understand that like what I was doing would like last for my whole life. And then it would like continue to get better and better and better. Like I had an idea that, but like to see it actually like come about, that's why it's like, I get excited about telling like, younger people, you know what I'm saying? That like, you know, like it's, it's cool to like be old in a way, you know what I'm saying? It's like (laughs) in high school, like I wasn't doing everything that like everybody else was doing because I had like the values of old people, you know what I'm saying? So people would always tell me, oh, Nate, you think too much, you too deep. Like I heard it all the time, you're too deep. I'm just like, I don't know what else to do. You know what I'm saying, all that, I don't know what else to do. But it's like now that like I'm 37, man, I'm enjoying life like I ain't never enjoyed life before, like ever, at 37. So it's like, you know, I don't even think about time the same no more. Like it's not about like a tenure, you know, I got grays in my hair, like I got like, I don't know, actually like, I don't even like feel old, honestly. I just have grays in my hair, like that's pretty much it. Because it's like, I don't wanna just like, keep on doing the same thing for the rest of my life. That sounds depressing. (laughs) You just keep on doing the same thing. Yo. You know what I'm saying, like feel, feel like the of that like you just do the same thing unless it's something good and fun. Like I'll do that every day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, but like to intentionally go out and like get a job that I don't want for whatever reason and then like work that job and on top of that be depressed in the rest of my life Nah. Like, that ain't happening, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, either I'm going to, like, try to make this job not seem as bad or, like, just focus on, like, other things. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying, too. It's like school ain't life. A job ain't life. You know, like, Jerry, you were saying earlier, it's like 9 to 5, I'm out. I'm basically the same way. And, honestly, it was people, like, in our generation that was, like, talking about, you know, working 12, 13 hours and stuff. Like there's people in our generation doing that. And I was just like, I ain't doing it. And every time that I do, it's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I enjoy like the tempo of my life. And that's the thing, you gotta find your tempo. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your tempo? Like, what what speed can you go in life on like the multiple lanes that you're in because it's like you like so jacob you doing music you um you know what i'm saying it's like you got your license you know what i'm saying it's like you going to school um you know what i'm saying it's like you just got eagle scout you know what i'm saying it's like You've been in like all these lanes and honestly, dude, it's like in some of these lanes like you're killing it, like you're racing and like you won, you You know what I'm saying? It's like Eagle Scout ain't necessarily competition, but it's like a lot of people that don't get to Eagle Scout.
2: Right? Like they 1% 1 of black
0: men. 1%. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Dang, that's crazy, man. And so it's like Like, you killing it. So it's like, I think the thing is, you know, reflect on that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, reflection is something that, like, I think a lot of us don't learn until we way old. Like, reflect. Okay, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did I do in this situation to be successful? Like, when I did Eagle Scout, like, what did I do? to be in that 1%? Now I ain't saying like I started a fire or like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like I pitched a tent. It's just like, what did I do like within my brain and like my heart to be successful? What would you say? Well,
2: first and foremost, I have my mother in my ear. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I just I just don't want to be known as a, a quitter you know and I wanted to persevere like I wanted to say I finished this because there was I seen all my peers dropping out of scouting and I was just like how could you have come this far to just let it all go down the drain. And I didn't want to be that guy. That's what pushed me at the end for it. And not even just with being an evil Scout, I want that for my life. I don't want to, I don't want to reflect and regret anything I did. I don't want to say, dang, I shouldn't have quit doing that. I shouldn't have took that opportunity because I felt like that's going to suck.
1: Yeah, Now you're good. I was looking back at it now, I just feel like I realized how ignorant I was at that age, because it was like, you know, my dad was trying to put me in a lot of that stuff. But I was just like, man, that sound whack or something like that, because I remember like, you know, my dad tried to put me in like uh, the debate team or whatever. And of course, I did it because it was like a class or whatnot, but I always thought it was so whack. But the funny thing is, you know. Like I had to give speech it was this thing you had to walk in front of somebody and give a speech because I wasn't like actually like one of the debaters, but it was like another lane. Cause like, you know, I, I guess the teacher could tell I really didn't want to be there. And so like you would have to you'd have to read like um a paper and then come in and talk about it, or you'd have to like sp- spit some facts about it. So I would never read the paper, <laughs> but I would just make it up when I got there. <laughs> And one time I, I ended up actually doing good and I just made it up. But the but the thing that happened out of that is that at that time I could just like, I could, I was spitting, man. I, could, I was like, I could talk to anybody. I could just like on the fly. I wasn't like, um, um, you know, it was almost like being a public speaker. And you know, uh-huh. if you think about it, it's almost like, you know, in the White House, they have that press secretary or whatever who gives I'm the announcements. That. It's like, it's almost like that. And, you know, looking back, it's cool. Now I think about it, it's like, you know, the fact that you're an Eagle Scout, that's cool. But it, just in my ignorant mind at the time, it's just like the only thing that's cool is, you know, the things I discussed before. And it's just it's just cool to see, especially see Black people doing things that ain't typical of Black people. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if we're going to yeah. keep evolving, we got to do things that ain't considered, like, normal or normally cool in sports. Like sports ain't going to, I mean, I guess the worst thing about sports is like, yeah, I was athletic and I was in shape playing sports, but then sports was over and the military was over. It didn't stick in my mind that the working out, I need this for my life. It was just like, now I'm, I'm not trying to be a starter on the basketball team. or I'm not trying to be this great football player. or I'm not trying to max my PT test to get promoted. Now I'm like, it's not in my mind. You know what I'm saying? When, if I would have just been doing that outside of sports, then probably I'd be in shape or whatnot, but it's good to develop good habits that aren't typical of like what's the norm of being black or what's you know mentioned as being black, because not everything that they try to throw on our names is something that we actually identify with.
0: Yeah. 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 That's true, man.
2: I think this is um sometimes I think. Black people can get lazy, and they could just they they see where they can be, where they could be, and they think about the work, and then they just get discouraged about the work. I see that a lot in my peers. I've seen that growing up, heard about it, like in history. It's like something you see. And I think we've that, that conversation really needs to be talked about more.
0: Well why do you think they uh get discouraged? Or what do you think happens? I make- think
2: we I think we see like I think it's our own minds, like oh, ah no, I can't do that. Nah, I gotta I gotta put in work. No, nah, I gotta wake up early. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I think it's our it's own, our own mind. mind. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing for real.
1: You know what I think plays along with that? It's like when you're dedicated, you stand out to people who are not dedicated, and sometimes they project negativity. So like I remember back in the day, there was this dude who worked at Domino's and and we were about like 1920. He worked at Domino's. And, like, back then, it was, like, you're working at Domino's and, like, we'd be going to the club or something like that. And, of course, you're working at Domino's. You got to work weekends, you know, delivering pizza XYZ. But long story short, you know, now he's, like, the regional manager of Domino's. And, like, what people don't know is, like, if you're the regional manager, you make pretty decent money, like, really good money. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, you know, back then, it was just, like, why is he missing out on the club to go to Domino's? and work at Domino's, cause that doesn't sound like the traditional good career, but he was focused and dedicated and now he's making good money doing that. You know what I'm saying? And like, what people don't know is like the regional manager at Domino's, when you like reach sales goals, they are giving you Rolexes and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? But back then, if you didn't have a vision, you might've been trying to clown. And he's sitting there, you clowning him, but you really clowning yourself because he dedicated to do something, you know, that's going to stand out 10 years from now. There was a lot of people who was probably like, why you at Domino's? You still ain't doing nothing, why he might be the regional manager. Man,
2: like, why was being cool the norm? Like, <laughs> like, what wasn't cool about going to class and actually learning, like, or going to get a job that nobody else wanted?
0: That sucks Yeah Um. Yeah I mean I guess it's Maybe it's just adolescence man For real I mean it's like You know You don't know what's going on They're adolescents you know what I'm saying It's like it, it's a tough time You know Um. That's why I think it, It's just like so good when you know, like kids have people pouring to them. You know what I'm saying? It's really like, I mean, what else? What else would it take? You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody is going down a wrong path, you know what I'm saying, where they like they're trying to be like quote unquote cool. Um, like how do you how do you turn? How does somebody like that turn around? You know what I'm saying? Like in high school. Like how do you reach somebody in high school?
2: Hmm. Wow. I think you gotta have like a like like a little Christmas carol John. Show them showing their future. <laughs> like or, <laughs> or what they what what the future could possibly be, be if they keep going on this. The route that they in, just giving them like, how? How would I tell myself that in high school? I think that's the question. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Hour.
0: Yeah. Like, what about you, Jerry? Like, if um. Let's say there was, there was Jared number two that came to school where you went, and like he could tell you something that would like change your route in high school. Like, what would it take him saying to you to have changed at that point?
1: Well, the thing is, like, I don't think it would have been anything that, I, that anybody would have told me that would have changed my mindset at the time. But I do think if I was talking to myself, I'd probably say um, failure is going to build your success. Like, I'm, I feel like it was good to fail after high school for me. Like, I needed that. Because, you know, like like I said before in sports at the beginning, you know, a lot of things were just handed to me. But, like, I didn't realize how competitive I really was. Like, and that, I was about to just say, like, on the flip side of, like, not doing everything right in high school it really didn't set me back from my peers at all you know what i'm saying like now like everything is even i've even you know exceeded you know a lot of people and there are people you know who come to me and be like well how did you do this and this and that and other and you know it's a lot of you know young people in my family they always kind of direct them to talk to me to be like wow how did you do x y and z but the thing that i always had that really helped me is belief like, belief in God, like, I knew, like, I just felt like I had to be successful, and just that thought is what got me there, like, just being able to go, you know, and my cousin talking about joining the military, and being like, you know what, I'm not gonna be a bum, you know what I'm saying, I think sometimes that's what's gonna make you successful, and that's what's gonna make you want to read and do school, like, for me, the only reason I did good in school, is because my dad paid me to do good in school, like, he gave me the You know, if I got good grades, you give me, you know, X, Y, Z amount of money. And people be saying, like, wow, you pay good people. I mean, pay kids to do good in school. But the reality is you get paid at your job when you do good. Like, it works out. Like, when you can relate this to money. I didn't relate school to money. That's why I didn't care about school. Like, I didn't understand how it related to money. Like, we all want to get money. We all want to be able to take care of ourselves. We all want nice and extravagant things at some point. But we don't realize how school plays into getting that, you know what I'm saying? So like, until somebody can relate to school to what you're doing, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna resonate. And I think we both touched on like, how garbage private school, I mean, public school is. Like I've had co- cousins, you know, went to public schools and charter schools and they're learning how to maximize or monetize social media. Like if you would have been teaching me that back then, then maybe I would have been like, oh snap, cause I can see how that makes money but me learning the false history of, uh, of Thanksgiving ain't gonna do nothing for me in life. Uh, like I, don't th- <laughs> I don't think that does anything for any of us. I remember, like you said earlier, you said when you went to college, um, your professor was like, all that stuff you learned was a lie. I had the same thing when I first, like one of my history classes the first day in, one of the ladies was like, everything you learned in high school was a lie. She talked about how we tried to like take over Canada but we didn't win that and all this other stuff that I never heard in my history books. It's like we was just learning stuff to, to keep us busy or entertained. You know what I'm saying? It's just like common law knowledge that maybe is for your SAT, but it doesn't help you in life. There's some people right now who figure out, you know, it's really about successful is just being a hustler, really. Like having a work ethic, figuring out how to maximize your skill set it's not really about how good your grade was. I know a lot of people who didn't have good grades were still successful. So it's yeah. like, I just think that's part of life is, is like, you're not gonna take school serious at some point. And a lot of people who didn't take school serious at one point end up taking the school serious later. If I took serious, I mean, school serious when I was like 18, 19, 20, would I have a master's degree now? Maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like for somebody who didn't take School serious. I mean, now I got a master's degree, which I I don't I don't think it makes any different because I don't feel any smarter having a master's degree. But I'm just saying, like, all that stuff is attainable. And then you don't really know when you're going to get it. But they always make it seem like after high school, you got to do your four years, get your bachelor's degree, do another four years, get your master's degree. And if you don't get it, then you never get it. But that's not the case, especially now you can go online. So it's just like there's no timeline for success or there's no timeline for your success because everybody's living on different timelines. But it's like once, if you have the belief and the hope and you believe in God and you got that conviction, nothing's going to stop you from being successful. You could be a successful selling candy on the corner. You could be successful selling waters. I mean, you could be Mm. successful selling Jordans. I mean, just because you don't have it figured out at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 25, 27, doesn't mean at 40 you might be lit. I mean, I was talking to, I think my, my dad earlier today, and I was talking about Mel Kuyper. I don't, do you know my, any y'all know who Mel Kuyper Jr. is? He's like this uh, NFL draft analyst, right? This guy used to live with his mom in her basement till he was 40 years old. He used to make like videotapes of all the players in the NFL draft. And it took him till he was 40 years old to get on. But when he got on, He's now a million-dollar dude on ESPN. So it's just like you never know when it's going to happen. But if you believe in it and you got the conviction and dedication to do it, you're going to make it. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's paint a bigger picture, though, because,
0: like, success is not necessarily making a lot of money.
1: I mean, career wise, like that was, I mean, because school, school, I, I don't think school relates to success at all, really. Then if we're just talking about general, like success is all, you know, your mentality. I don't think school, I think school is just like a social experiment, really. In my mind, that's what it was, especially high school. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And well, I think, you know, I'm not necessarily like debating you, but I think like in in general especially like in this country um we tend to like just blanket life as career money you know what i'm saying and so it's like so like the bigger picture would be um the other elements going on in your life that have like made you make a lot of money so for instance you says his name mel mel kuiper mm-hmm. so Apparently, he's consistent because he consistently lived with his mother until he was, like, 40. (laughs) So, I know for me, it would be tough to live with my mama for a year. Let alone, like, what he did. He did, like, 22 years after he graduated high school, (laughs) you know. But, you know, I, I don't know his timeline, per se, but it's, like, um, you know, he had like qualities that were going on in the background, you know, that got him to where he was. And honestly, like, that's the true success. It's like, he's successful because he's patient. He probably like had calluses on his ear because he wasn't caring about what people were saying that whole time. Um, you know, and then he was, he was, uh, persisting, he persevered because he had you know like all the footage of those players and he may not have even known at the time exactly you know what he was going to do with all that you know he may have just liked it you know and i think that's the thing too it's like one part about being successful in life is like enjoying life enjoying life you know what i'm saying because there are some people who make lots of money and they have all this education but then they're not enjoying their life. They're miserable, you know? Um, and so it's like, I think we gotta like reconfigure our brains, you know, to where we're not like tuning in to what tradition has said, um, because it may that may not be for us. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if we think about, you know, bigger pictures or like bigger concepts, rather than just focusing on in um, products, like tangible things. I think that that helps us to go through life better because sometimes we don't have control of what happens. So let's just say, you know, I've gotten like all the educational attainment that I've needed And then, like, I get in a car accident, and I lose brain volume, you know what I'm saying? To where I can't even really hold a job autonomously. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Then what? You know, and I think that that's kind of like, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we don't think about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like we assume that everything's going to be the way that it is now. But sometimes life throws us curveballs, you know, that we're not prepared for. And so if we don't have, you know, like that perseverance, then we're going to feel really crappy because we ain't going to have no money. Like we can't even hold a job now. So let me just go somewhere and be depressed. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's really important to understand that like we may be going through like the same things day in and day out, but honestly like that in and of itself is producing like perseverance. Now here's the thing though, sometimes we do the same things over and over again And then we continue to do the same things over and over again. Like we continue to like ignore those things in life that come up that say, dude, you need to go another direction. Like this ain't for you no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the, that like, that's, that's when I think it turns sour. That's when it's not like perseverance. That's just like not doing anything. (laughs) you know what I'm saying like perseverance is not just like finishing something you know what I'm saying it's like perseverance is like understanding and then it's like knowing that what you're doing is going to have fruit that's the difference, it's fruit. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's what you're doing producing fruit. And money is not necessarily fruit. Like fruit is when like you get money and then you give it to somebody else, like you invest in somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's like I had to go downtown today, um, which I hadn't been downtown in a minute, you know. Um, and so Yesterday I went downtown, and today I went downtown too. There was this guy on the side of the road. It's the same spot that, like, a lot of you know homeless people come up. They'll have their signs. They want money or whatever. And so I was like, you know, I ain't been downtown in a minute. I was like, I'm gonna give them ten dollars. So I basically like stopped, you know, traffic to give them money. I'm like, I don't care. They'll be all right. I give him ten dollars. So he's like, okay, you know, thank you, whatever. And then today I went down there. The guy was in the same spot And so I'm like You know what This is probably the last time I'm going to be downtown for a minute I was like I'm going to give them a 10 again And I'm going to give them um, I'm going to give them a, Like a fruit It was like a Not a fruit bar But it had like you know Grains and nuts and chocolate and stuff on it I was like I'm going to give them one of them And I'm going to give them a water You know what I'm saying And it's like I feel like that's the stuff that's not emphasized. It's like, it's not seen as successful to like, just have like the intention of helping other people. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, sometimes it is, but having money and like big houses and like big cars is like glamorized. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like all that becomes what is popular and then you got the less popular stuff that is in actuality what we really need you know what i'm saying because the same way that like you know i somebody like if i was down and out i'd want somebody to help me too and that's the thing it's like we like want help when we need it but then when somebody else needs help we just pass by you know and it's like that's not being successful. Like that's not successful. You know what I'm saying? It's like I think like our view of success is like it's whack. For
1: real. What are you what are your guys' views on what is successful to you guys? If you could define it.
2: I think Honestly right now My view of success Well not after tonight But my view of success Was The materialistic things The money The the cars The big crib things that I didn't have growing up and slowly but surely God is showing me that's not what success is not at all cuz what's all all this money and no happiness like then where you at
1: What about you, Nate? You know, I,
0: I think um, I mean that's a that's a tough one, man. For real, you know, because I think the word success has a negative connotation um, to me. <laughs> it just has a negative connotation to me because. I feel like it can kind of lead to a judgment because, okay, if there if there is such thing as success in the United States of America, then like who has determined it? Because like supposedly like we we basically have a general idea of what success is in this country, and it usually has to do with like high levels of you know like education. Making a lot of money, um, being in like high profile, you know, positions. Uh, you know, having lots of being popular. You know what I mean? I feel like in general, even even if people like go against the grain, like maybe I do. I feel like in general, that's that's how we feel, and I think that like all those things are cool. Honestly, there's really nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of money. There's nothing wrong with having a big old house. There's nothing wrong with having a nice car, having lots of friends, or being in a high-profile position. Um, It's just that it's not a guarantee of anybody's character if somebody has those things. You can't judge a book by its cover. so if somebody has all those things you can't like look at that person and say you can't say they're cool you don't know if they're cool um you don't know if they're friendly you don't know if um they take care of themselves mentally you don't know they take care of themselves physically you don't know if like you know, they loyal to their spouses. You don't know nothing. So, like, when I think of, like, what makes a person, like, successful, my question is, like, what are you doing for other people? You know what I'm saying? Um, I To me, I think success should be, like, helping people out, I think success should be um, loving people, like loving basically like everybody that we can for real. Um, honestly, like, honestly like that's about it, man. I feel like sometimes I'll be in like a corporate environment or whatever and I'll talk about like caring about other people. And it's so funny cause I always say like, it's a cuss word. I'd be like, honestly, like my goal is actually like caring about people. <laughs> you know? What I'm saying? Cause like when you say caring in like a professional environment, sometimes it's kind of weird. It's like caring, <laughs> like what are you talking about? <laughs> but like, I think that like, like to me, That success is like being able to care for yourself and for other people. Because honestly, dude, like sometimes trying to be successful in the way that like we know it to be, you end up not really caring for yourself because like you're constantly trying to get money or you're constantly like trying to appear a certain way um, for other people to view you you know and so it's like i think success is when you can completely like not care about what people think about you
1: yo yeah. that's success if i was defining success i think people use success as like a global term to so overall, say so your success, but they're normally talking about one thing. So I think like, like being successful, like I think you can be successful in individual things and not successful in other things. You can be successful at your job, horrible in your marriage, successful in your marriage, horrible at your job. I think it, it it's very specific, but we use it in a general term. Like, you know, I think we all have different different definitions to what overall success means to you. So like for me, like what I think success is or what my overall success goal is, is really to be able to like provide for my family. I I, I wanna build more of a community. Like I know we've had a lot of uh, talks about, you know, what I wanted to see out of the church. Like for me, like I feel like the church has lost a lot of esteem because they took a lot of events away that kept people in the church. Like it used to be church basketball teams, church, dinners church xyz i think a lot of churches are just you know they're they're just fine like we meet up on sunday we go to bible study and that's it and i feel like like my overall goal is really to be like to build a community where everybody can take care of their families not just me i don't have to be the richest person i don't have to be the most like quote unquote financially successful person but i want to be able to like touch other people and help them reach their goals. Like my goal originally when I was trying to do like the uh, the website thing was like, I was gonna build a website uh, company and I was gonna hire people from my own community, like District Heights, uh, PG County. And like, I was gonna have a little bit of a, some of the nepotism that you see in other uh, jobs and give give opportunities to people going to like PG County Community College to come work for me. You know what I'm saying? Giving people opp- opportunities who didn't have degrees to start programming or to come on and, and be like one of the business people. So I was gonna give like a community who generally doesn't have the same privileges as maybe like Montgomery County and, you know, the Potomac Marylands and stuff like that, but bring it here. Cause I like where I am now is like, I feel like for hundreds of years, We've looked for the system to just help us out. But I think if we want to fix these communities, we're just going to have to do it ourselves. Or the people who have the foresight or the will or just the desire to do it are going to have to be the people to do it. So, like, all my goals, like, relate back to that. Like, even with this podcast where I can see it going, it's like, you know, eventually we'll get into, like, yo, Jacob, what, what what music are you putting out? Like, what events you got next? And it'll be, like, a promotional tool for him, and it'll be a promotional tool for, like, black businesses. So, it'll be like, every week at some point, we'll be able to say, like, here's another black business doing well in PG County, and this is what they're trying to do. Go ahead and go out and support. And then we can bring it all together and everybody eats well. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, to me, I don't want to be, like, the most successful person. I never, I never was into that. And that's probably why I never made it in some of the things. Cause like, I was never like, look at me, you know, obviously, you know, I got attention but it wasn't like something that I seek. It was just like something that came, you know what I mean? And I just feel like, what's the point of being the most successful person to look down on everybody. I want everybody to be able to live in the same or better. So it's like, that's how you know the people around you are your real friends. Like if you're the guy who makes Millions of dollars and got the biggest house, and everybody comes over your house. Are they really coming over because they want to be around you, or are they coming around you because you got the biggest house and you got a lot of money and you show it off? I never thought it was cool to show off to people that you're doing better than, because like at the same, at any level, you could always be them and they could always be you. You got breaks they didn't get. They might get breaks later on that you won't get. So you never know who's gonna assess just because you're successful more than somebody at 33 or 21 or 25 doesn't mean you'll be more successful at a career like 45 50 and it's not just about a career it's like we're getting to the age where like we need to influence the next generation and we need to like put a positive spin on life because we've done like mostly what we're going to do for each for ourselves like we've done enough for ourselves that can last a lifetime realistically so it's just like we need to start affecting the community, making change. And we've you know, we talked about politics and stuff like that. But we need to leave positive impressions because like, uh, a lot of people just get older and they're just like, well, the kids are doing this and the kids ain't, and they don't understand. But if we all start communicating with each other and, and get an even ground, then we can all start building to something bigger. We can make something bigger. I always felt like our position in America, we just accept it but I feel like we're better than that. So it's like, that's always my, you know, goal is to uplift my people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think too, it's like, you know, maybe adults now are apathetic, you know? Um, Because like, you know, Jacob was saying, you know, the adults aren't necessarily saying like, oh, you know, y'all are this, y'all are that, y'all ain't doing this. You know, like maybe they're just not saying it. Like, is that the case? So, like, you know, when you think about adults in your life, like, you know, adults, um, you know, like at your high, your old high school, adults in your church, you know, like your scout leaders or whatever. It's like, how do how do they interact with you? Like, do they engage with you? Like, on like a you know, like a friend level or is it more just like a mentor mentee type of relationship? Um, Like, are they fun? Are they more like serious? Um, Do you feel like they're like doing what they do because it's a job more so than like, they really care about you, like family, you know what I'm saying?
2: Um, I think there's, I think that I have adults in my life for each of those one that's a mentor, um, one that I can talk to on like a transparent level, um, some that I can go to for like, like strict advice on a subject. Um, I feel that most of the adults in my life, I can, I won't, I don't have to be afraid that I fear judgment from them. Um, and they're all uplifting. I don't really get to, I don't have, I don't really get hate from them, honestly.
0: Yeah, man, that's a good thing for real. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, like some adults don't like, I know in my situation, I feel like, there was always a disconnect between like kids and adults, you know, like a very strong disconnect. And I think like there was like this consensus among us that like, we weren't going to quite be like that, you know, like with our kids, um, you know, kids in general, like when we grew up. So like maybe, maybe things are changing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, even like, you know, in Hollywood, you know, there are a lot of stars now that are, you know, basically old, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, what future, future, my age, future, like 37 or whatever. Beyonce, like, you know, I think she's 30 something, you know, her late thirties, something like that, you know, and it's like, they still, you know, basically hot, you know, at least a little bit. So Yeah, I think, and and that even started with my mama too. My mama said, you know, like when she was growing up, she didn't want to be like the old people, you know? (laughs) And um, I was also talking with somebody the other day about, you know, just like the older men in my life as a kid. And I was saying, we got to keep on trucking on. And honestly, like I was kind of saying that in like a negative way because like growing up, the old people were like, they were so old just old, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they were so removed from like anything that was cool at the time. <laughs> like anything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, part of that was good, you know, cause I learned like a lot about, you know, honestly like slavery from them, you know? Like, there was one guy in my church that would get up and sing, you know, um, you know, tell old Pharaoh that my people go, you know? So it was like, I was learning Negro spirituals and stuff, you know? I ain't going around singing, like, tell old Pharaoh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, people are hearing that now. So it's like, it's good and bad, you know? And so, like, one thing that, like, I wanted to provide the next generation was like transparency, you know what I mean? Um, And I think that that's something that like we didn't quite have growing up. I feel like the adults were like a lot more closed off. It was more like, you know, family secrets, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so now it's like, I just want to be like fresh, you know? And I also like understand that a lot can be learned from younger generations too, you know, it's like, you know, like, uh, I mean, you were saying Jacob, um, you know, when like you sample something, you know, it's like you're, you're taking fabric from another, another time, you know, and then you're like, then you're lacing it with now, you know, um, that's very powerful, you know. What's that one song? Um, just like music. It's like Everybody. Marvin Gaye and somebody else. I can't remember the name of the song, but um, that's
2: before my time.
0: You know the song though. Like if if I if I played it for you, uh, you, you know that Jamie Foxx. Just like music. Nah, it's, uh, I think I should zammed it. So, um, but yeah, it's like, all that to say, it's like, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like bringing in the old, putting the new on top. Yeah. You know? and it's like, you know, uh, Kanye West used to get clowned all the time because he was sampled, you know, um, even Beyoncé again. You know, it's like she did uh, that Frankie Mays, uh, Frankie Beverly and Maze song.
2: Which was trash, by the way, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, gotta,
1: uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was cool how to dance with it. Um, I think one of your boys made a decent point that, like, some of the young people don't know who Frankie Beverly is. They ain't going to cookouts. They might not hear it. But it's definitely, like, you'll never be able to replace the classic one i'm i'm sorry like i would never have right. my could do it but i i can understand it and i don't i don't want to hate on it you know cuz i there's a reason for it and that's what's up <laughs> <laughs> oh man <You> like <laughs> like everything but sometimes they they got a good i mean cuz it's like somebody who only listens to Beyoncé their whole life they they need to get that song somewhere somehow yeah. you know
2: actually okay.
0: yeah yeah i guess you know like we got our opinions on like different people you know what i'm saying and uh honestly like some people may do a better job of like putting their spin on a song than other folk, you know and I do think it's some songs that, like, honestly, if they came back out today, would be just fine without touching them, like a whole lot. Oh yeah, like that
1: Frankie Beverly song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that, like the original is just like dope, but you know, everybody doesn't have access. That's the problem. You you have to. It's really just like a business move, just for the people who don't have access. It was definitely a good move for Beyonce to take that career-wise like because that's gonna seal her fate for the next 20-30 years and you know when you're a singer you have a much longer career than you know a rapper or whatnot but now they're gonna be playing Beyonce at the cookout and they got the little dance to it so it's like (laughs) but the young people gotta have something i mean i'm not saying everybody young is on that but there's probably people maybe 12, by the time they turn 30 something, it might be the Beyonce version of the Frankie Beverly song and that might be the thing. Cause I mean, just cause something hot, like super hot now doesn't mean like 20 years from now, it'll be a classic, you know, like a lot of things that turned out classic wasn't necessarily something that I would've thought is classic. Like even like when that dreams and nightmare song came out from Meek Mill, Like when it first came out, it wasn't just like oh, but like five, six years later, that song was like, oh shit, this he was on to something with that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like I can twenty years, like ten to fifteen years down the line, that dreams and nightmares song is gonna be like played still because it was just like, you know, if you ain't make it, I mean, if you had to make it through something, that song was like it, you know.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm.
0: Well, okay, so like. Who Who's out now that you think people are going to be remaking, like, 30 years from now? Remaking? Or, like, remaking or, like, sampling? Rick. Uh, you can't.
2: Hmm. I don't think you can. Unless music gets more evolved
1: than right now. You don't think Drake will get sampled, like, 20 years from now? How, like, if you
2: can get the, if you if you buy the master license to the song, because I don't know how you going, the music itself uh, is just
1: awesome. <laughs> like, I, I just,
2: know. I don't think there's any gold behind, like, the new age, like, hip-hop. Oh, I
1: give what you
2: Yeah, like, back in the day, you know, you could sample the snares and the kicks and they had the singing and you know all the the horns and stuff like that we can make all of that right now it's on our macs or whatever computer you're using like i just well how what y'all feel about that sampling right from the music right now and the
0: future i'll tell you what i mean i think that like the popular people yeah like maybe they music you know it may not be around in like 30 years enough for somebody, you know, to sample it. But then you have like some legends now, you know, like Alicia Keys, man. Every song that like Alicia Keys ever done has been high
1: quality. Oh, you know who I got? John Legend. John Legend, like John Legend. low key John Legend might be top five, like R&B, like hands down, like. He got the wedding songs. He got the go out and party songs. Like the classy black people songs. Like he got them all. Like you, you could you could sit there and like drive your car to a John Legend John Legend city. You can party to a John Legend city. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean not city, but like you know streaming up, But anyway, yeah, yeah. Like John Legend is definitely gonna be on that.
0: Yep. Well, see, and here's the thing too, because it's like okay. We said Alicia Keys and John Legend. They're, like, old. And what are they, like, 38? They're kind of old. I mean, compared to, like, somebody in middle school now or, like, somebody in high school, like, they're old. And I think that's kind of, like, to your point, Jacob, Because it's, like, you know, was there a point when music, like, just kind of stopped being like high quality to where it would last you know because like the first person that came to my mind was somebody who's been around for like alicia keys have been around for like 20 years
1: mm, oh gotcha oh her you know what okay. I mean? her's, her's yeah. is gonna be timeless for sure like hers is a beast i think uh summer walker has a chance i think kalani has a chance like they got some yeah they got some hits in there i think i think Right now the R&B is good, but I think some like that like drill rap, like drill rap is disco. Like that's disco, man. Like I'm like I don't think 30 years from now and nobody's gonna be talking about drill rap. I, I'm sorry, I just don't see it happen. Nobody older. I mean, maybe young kids might still be on that, but it's disco. Got
2: gotcha. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe, um, let's see, you said her. I was thinking about her, too. Um, Chris Brown, man, he done been around for a minute, and, like, he's still he's still putting stuff
1: out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't see it, man. <laughs> I mean, he's got some, like, his, like, original stuff, but, like, after he went, like, got into Hollywood and he's with the gang stuff, like, nah, man. Like thirty years from now, you want to hear like these hoes ain't loyal? Nah. <laughs> like now, everybody married talking about these hoes ain't loyal. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> well, not man. And, and your girl, like that's that's definitely not gonna work. Thirty years, like got your girl up here and she choosing. Nope, that's not gonna last. Like, oh, what never going last. Khalid,
0: Khalid, I think Khalid is pretty cool. Um, and then you yeah, know sir. Caesar, you know he's holding it down. Uh He's from Canada, man. It's
1: like, dude, Canada. He's from Texas. Thing. Oh wow. No, 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 no.
0: Daniel Caesar. Well, I mean, don't quote me too much, but I thought he was from Canada. He might be. Which made sense because, like, Canada, like they'll like help you. Like if you're trying to come up in music, they'll help you. Like they'll give you money. Like they government. You know. Dude um at least they were like you know several years ago unless that's changed um and so it's like whenever i hear a canadian artist i'd be like that makes sense and i also think that like they study music even like drake you know like everybody be like oh drake ain't real you know like he ain't really hood he ain't street or whatever but it's like he did study you know what i'm saying like drake studied man and um he got the art He got the art down. You know what I'm saying? He did come to Memphis during the summers or whatever. Honestly, like, that makes a difference. Like, dude, think about it. When you was, like, 12, when you was 12 years old, you remember your summers, like, if you went out of town. I remember every single one of my summers. And, uh, yeah, we would go up to Cleveland, man. And it's like, that changed me. Like, going to Cleveland for like a summer or less like changed me to where like I had a different mindset than a lot of the people that I was growing up with, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you interacting with people who have like, you know, like a big city mentality. They was just different, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you learned a different perspective, you know? And so what uh, Drake, he, he probably picked up awesome stuff when he came to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never hated on Drake. Well, maybe like a couple of times.
1: I, I used to hate on Drake heavy, you know, because I he's like emotional rapper, and then I I saw that that like acting tough guy. I didn't really like that. But I mean, it's whatever. You know, it's 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 an entertainment. So I mean, it it's actually cool that he's not really a gangster or he's not really trying to be a gangster. He's just really an actor, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you know, after seeing these guys die, like two guys, two rappers just died like back to back, like King Von and MO3, it was like, dang man, these dudes is dying and they millionaires and getting shot down the street. Like they in the streets, like that ain't cool at all. And um, you know, it, it's just, it's better when that's not happening. So it's like, yeah, like now I listen to Drake, I, I kind of liked him when he was just like more vulnerable uh, early on, I think he gets back into that bag. I, I mean, he's obviously an all-time great now. I don't, I don't think like anybody wants to see him in a versus battle because he's got like all kind of music now. I respect his talent, um, but like you know, he like I said before, he was at a, he was expressing his, his emotions in a way that I wasn't able to express mine. So I just was like hating because you know normally you just call that soft, but I think we're in a better time mentally where, you know, it's better to express yourself than to hold it in and try to be a tough guy all the time. Yeah, one of the people I think uh, is probably, you know, we was talking about Drake earlier, but one of the persons, people I thought had classic stuff before the whole incident was, I thought Tory, Lo- Tory Lanez was on a path to be one of the more remembered people of this generation. But I think that that whole Megan and Stallion situation basically sabotage his own career.
0: Yep. Now, um, the thing with Megan the, like the stallion is, I think I, she's, she's pivotal. Like she's pivotal in terms of hip hop. I think, um, Now, she definitely, you know, like, came after, like, a long line of women rappers. Because as much as they weren't getting love, like, they was out there, man. You remember, um, Mia, Mia with no, like, Mia was spitting bars, man. And then, Mm. um, the Lady of Rage, uh, I think she was with, um, was she was she from was it Cal was she from California? Was she with I never, don't know what it, is actually. it was one of them uh Lady of Rage, you know, I rocks rough and stuff with my Afro Puffs, man. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then you had Lil' Kim.
1: What know? about Eve though?
0: Rough Riders. You had Eve. Mm. And so uh, you know, now you got like you know, Megan, um
1: yeah, Lil' Kim too. Yeah, don't forget Lil' Kim. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 yo, yep.
1: Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. <laughs> Foxy Brown, man. Everybody, it was all New York female MCs, though, and it, it always felt like it was one at a time. Like, and not everybody was on at the same time, but now, like, you got, like, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. Uh, you even got, like, somebody like Young M.A., who I guess is on, I don't know where you was classifier but like I honestly think that it's I'm almost surprised like young inmate's not bigger especially during these times because I think like as far as rapping goes she can hold her own with anybody
2: yeah so can
0: Rhapsody oh yeah Rhapsody. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like now like the people that are like really, really good and, like, who could really last, you know, for eons, it's, like, they don't really be known that well. You know what I'm saying? They'll be, like, real low-key because, like, Rhapsody is, like, real low-key.
2: They're not going to get for the time of day because she not out here half naked. Mm.
1: I honestly think that uh Megan the Stallion is going to have, like, a pretty, like, at least minimum, like, five to ten years like because, like, her Blueprint, is like the same as everybody who's mega huge. Like she puts out a, like a song or an album like crazy and like all her songs end up on the radio and they end up being like, they they pretty, they they some high songs, man. Like, cause I mean, if you see her blueprint, she really sounds like the female version of Pimp C. And like, you know, I'm from Texas. So Pimp C was like the Texas Jay-Z at some point. Like, you know, Pimp C and Bambi, that was like a huge, UGK, they were huge. You know what I'm saying? So like her being a female version for that, like, I don't think anybody, like, put that together, like, that's dope, man, because, like, she be spitting in a way that kind of gives women, like, the freedom to, like, express themselves in a way, like, yeah, I'm just using this dude for sex, too, and, like, we've never really got that perspective, like, we've gotten, like, you know, like, the raunchy or whatever, but it's just, like, yeah, y'all don't really mean nothing to me, either. I'm rich, and I'm doing my thing, which is cool for, like, women to have that time, like, I think a lot of dudes get mad like man it's the women movement but it's like yo we had our time you know where it was like you know like we had we didn't you know we didn't have to be as submissive as right now like we're a little bit more submissive as men nowadays but I mean that's that's just you know how it had to be because like everybody needs their time to shine I think in the world and you know I think eventually it'll balance out more but I think now is more of a time to like let's celebrate our women Especially, you know, Kamala getting vice president, you know, as like, you know, a black woman getting vice president. I think the next thing is like, you know, a black woman being president or whatnot. So it's just like, let's celebrate it what it have because I think we need to move together instead of just trying to be like, well, we're black men and that's black women. Like, I think we've moved like that for a long time and it hasn't gotten us anywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Kamala is gonna, um, you know, really change the landscape for black women, man. And just um, black people in general, because we had a black president, you know, and now we got a, a black vice president, you know, now it's almost going to be normal. You know, one thing you was talking about earlier, um, you know, Jared, just, or maybe Jake, I can't remember, but you know, it's just like You know, not just being stuck in doing like quote unquote black things. You know, it's like I think that that's like important for one because a lot of things that are like quote unquote white have origins with black people anyway. So it's like we're never too far removed from what's going on in anybody's society because you know we were interacting we've been interacting with other cultures for like thousands of years you know but then sometimes it's like the way um you know like europeans colonized you know like a lot of the world it seemed like their ideas were first you know so sometimes it's like If I'm doing something, I'm like, this ain't white. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is this is what like a lot of the world does. But then like it's almost like the European colonization kind of like mass marketed it and like or branded it almost to make it kind of like seem more like it was, you know, originated from within, you know, like those cultures in Europe. You know, so. Even with like, um, you know, like the Washington Monument. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of the concepts, um, you know, and the ways that like, uh, you know, buildings are made are from Egypt. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not gonna be made to feel like I'm white because I'm over here, you know, like doing good in math bowls. Like no kid should ever feel like they're being white because they're understanding concepts of Western education, because it's like, in a lot of ways, we, the ones that built it, you know, it's like, if you view African kids going to school, man, they'd be dead up serious. Not play in school at all. Like Africans are dope. Because it's like they did, or we designed a lot of what is being used now. You know? So yeah, it's like, you know, the concepts um you know that are used in like building, you know, today is it's from it's from black folk, man. So um yeah it, it's A lot of things are not a black or white thing. It's just like, okay, what do I need to learn and then learn it? You know what I'm saying? And then use it for black people if you want.
1: I think America has has had like this great marketing campaign to like de emphasize black people's, like, um, their contribution to the world and, and like educating the world. I feel like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I remember growing up, there was like every movie of Egypt never had a black person in it. It's like there's like a million slave movies, but there's like zero movies, black kings and queens like in America. And it's like, you know, some people told me before it was like, well, they're in Hollywood. They don't have that many black people. And it's like, I don't think that's true. I'm, I'm sure they can find like 20 or 30 black people to play uh you know kings and queens and it's so funny cuz like i remember when black panther came out it was like even though it was a superhero movie the movie was just so big to everybody because it was like now we get now we're showing black people as kings and queens and powerful and and like ruling the world and it's almost like there was this marketing campaign like you couldn't show black people in that light like uh, and and i remember for a long time like the all the movies that had the black class was like gangster number one, gangster number 10, gangster number five. And like, oh, he was a drug kingpin. And you got all these movies about drug kingpins, but what is that? what does that breed? Like if, if all you see in the movies is yourself as the drug dealer, the kingpin, the robber, XYZ, then a lot of people who don't have like sound parent or parents like actually raising them. A lot of people, you know, if you're like a single, parent in general, you're going to have to throw your kid in front of the TV. And, and you know, when that's on the TV and that's all you see, now you look at yourself in the same light as what you see on the TV. And I think that, that, that does a lot to people. I feel like, you know, in general, a lot of white people aren't persuaded as much from what they see on TV because, you know, they have both parents there. They're not having to put their kid in front of the TV all the time. But I think that could be, like, a, why a lot of us think, you know, we're going to be just, like, sports players or rappers or whatever is because, like, we're watching TV, and that's what's cool on TV more than we probably should be. Because I know a lot of people, you know, like, white guys at work or whatever, and they'll be like, they barely watch TV, or they might watch, like, an hour or two TV, TV a week. And you'll, you'll be surprised at how much that affects, like, how you think.
0: True that. Um, how much TV you watch, Jacob? How much TV you watch, man?
2: i probably watch like, in all around like, 90 minutes of TV. Not even TV, just Netflix. Like if I'm going Definitely. to eat, yeah, if I'm going to eat, if I'm cooking, I might pop on Netflix. Um that's really about it. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing I'm always working. Real for real. Or sleeping.
0: <laughs> okay, so how has um like Netflix, and 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 honestly, like nowadays too, it might just be like watching YouTube. So it may not even be like you know TV per se. So like, okay, so like compare today's like kid or you know younger daughter, whatever, and the way that they watch TV and YouTube with like back in the day. When people would like watch TV, like somebody like my age, like coming to watching TV, like maybe not at the internet yet. Do you think that like watching a lot of YouTube like really negatively impacts society? Or is it a good thing?
2: Yo, this is deep. Um I think that I don't know how I want to answer this. Hold up. Um
0: Do you know anybody who like well, okay, so you said ninety minutes, right?
2: Yeah. Um,
0: That's not a lot for real. You talking about like a day or like a week? Yeah.
2: I think the more. Okay, bear with me. I think the more time we give our brains to to be controlled and focused by, and be controlled by youtube and netflix and tv it just takes away from the control that we have over our brains i'm gonna try to get deeper into it like
1: mm-hmm.
2: i know for me like it's like a it's like it's like a babysitter almost it's like you're not doing the thinking yourself it's like you letting this, the this YouTube video or this this show. Babysit you in a way, and I don't think that's good. Too much of it, I don't think that's good. Um, compared to like back in the day, what time did your TVs cut off? Like,
1: oh uh, you know, yeah, they were cut
0: off.
2: Yeah, it's them so jumps funny. was cut off. So it's like like you had to go work. Y'all didn't have the opportunity to keep watching and keep watching and get lost in it. There was eventually a time where y'all had to come back to reality.
1: Yeah, because I mean like all our shows they played around the same time and it was like after eight o'clock it was nothing on that you want to watch anyway. So
2: Yeah, and I'm like now you can get literally get lost in YouTube that brings me to, like, this this documentary called The Social Dilemma. Y'all ever seen that before?
1: Yeah, I saw that. That John was crazy. That was good, man. I, li- I liked it. But I think there's two ways to look at it, and I think there's two ways to look at YouTube. Like, it's all a tool and how you use that tool. So, like, you can use YouTube and you can become, ext- like, in Social Dilemma, dile- I mean, the Social Dilemma, like it was like a kid becoming an extremist because like he got in he got into like anti-protesting and all that other stuff. But it's like there's there's another kid who might be using YouTube to learn how to build a house or learn how to like yeah. you know do something amazing or learn how to do, you know, build flying cars or, or something something that makes sense, right? But it's like I think the good thing about YouTube is you're not being programmed you're finding what programs that you want to that you want to use for yourself. You can either take it to education or you can just be watching some goofy stuff all day. But I feel like when we were growing up and on the TV programs, you were served what they wanted you to to see. And right. I think the bad thing about that was that kind of limited your knowledge and what you looked at. Where I feel like now uh, you could, you're more expanded to see different things that you weren't programmed with back then. Like, a lot of people were programmed, so a lot more people bought in, whereas I feel like that was good in a way because, like, you know, when everybody tries to be a star, like, you can't work together as a team. Um, I think the bad thing about now is, like, everybody wants to be, like, you know, Instagram star, XYZ. They want to be the star at their job, even, even if they don't even know how to do the job. They just expect to come there and be number one. And I think that's been oversold a little bit. But there, there's a good balance that I think we will eventually reach with it.
2: Yeah, I think from, like, from y'all's perspective, not having – not growing up in this – in the technology era, I guess, that we are in now – I think y'all see it as like uh, more opportunities and stuff. And me growing up in it, I've just seen what the the negative effects of what it can do, and how and how it can like just how it can cause mental effects on you and negative mental effects, and how it can you know affect your mood and how it can give you this, these false hopes and it's I guess so I guess we're looking at it from two different perspectives
0: that makes sense man. well your perspective is very interesting man like yeah so what is that like you know um, to be in that world
2: I'm not – I delete Instagram and YouTube during the week um, just for the fact that I used to get on IG, see all these successful people, see where I wanted to be at, and then get lost in the, the fantasy of where I could be at and not being content with where I'm at, at where I'm – my level at right now, and – I realized that was really affecting my mental and I had to get off that quick. So I made that decision to just not be on Instagram during the week, you know. I pop on there on the weekends because I just, I seen where like my head would go and where my mind would go, where my thoughts would take me when I seen like successful people and knowing like I'm not there yet, I get jealous or get envious of them,
1: and I'm like, nah, I can't do it. How old were you when you were, like first got exposed to like social media? Hmm. I probably
2: I had a, f- I probably got my first phone and like. My first iPhone, I probably had my first iPhone in 2016 and 2015, 2016 got on, I got on Twitter, but I really wasn't on there to be like on there. I was just on there to say I had one, I guess, but I really started being on social media probably like junior year. When I seen everybody else was on it, seen it was the wave. So, yeah. Hmm.
0: What
1: about your name? How old were you?
0: Um, I got my first phone in college. I was a freshman in college. Um, Facebook was um around college too. I remember at one point to get on Facebook, like you had to use your, um, your college email. Yeah, your college email. And so I remember. Wow. Yeah. And so that was in its infancy. And so I think I, I joined it, but then I using a different email or something. So I, I didn't get like really big into Facebook. Ever for real, but when I was on it, I think it, it was sometime around college. Um, and then kind of like you, Jacob, like I had, I started a Twitter, but I didn't do a whole lot with it. Um, other than read news, like Twitter, it may still be, I don't know, because I don't, I, I think I, I just, I don't use my Twitter or I deleted it or something, I can't remember. But um, yeah, it was good for news articles and stuff, you know. So I didn't really mind Twitter too much. Uh, And then Instagram, I had Instagram for a little bit, like in 2013-ish, something like that. But that kind of fizzled out. (laughs)
1: Like, I remember my first experience with social media, I think I was like, probably around 17, 18. And like, MySpace first came out. And it was like, uh, that was when you could create your pages and all this stuff. And I remember just thinking it was like a joke. Like I never took, serious, like when it first came out, I thought it was like a joke. Like I didn't take it serious. So like if I was online, I'd be trolling. Cause it was like at, like, at first it was like chat rooms and stuff like that. So I would just be like, how can people get mad at what people are saying? And you can't even see anybody's face. Like this isn't real, this is a joke. Like obviously I didn't do it on Facebook. But like i remember you know my freshman year like you had to have like you had to be in college to have a facebook or at least have a college email so like i remember like you know people would hit you up on there like you didn't know or like girls would hit you up on there and i remember like one of my first encounters like some some female hit me up on facebook and i was just like nah we shouldn't meet up because you probably crazy because <laughs> like <laughs> back then it was like if you was online or online dating was crazy (laughs) because you couldn't meet nobody in person because like back then everybody was it was all about being in person so it was just like this is like some crazy technology like i don't want to touch this but then like later on like i realized like you can connect with people you lost touch with like in college high school military and it was just you know now i have like a facebook and instagram but I, i really look at instagram as just a marketing tool um facebook is just like keep in touch with your family and friends here and there and also marketing. But it's not like something where like, I really care what one person says one way or the other. I just never was like mentally involved in it, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do think, uh, you know, one thing about, you know, like the up and coming generations is that, man, like y'all facing some crazy stuff and it's like in the mind you know like in the mind uh which is pretty like can be dangerous you know what i'm saying i think like in times past you know you had you know like school shootings you know um or you had you know just like people being bad in class you know like fighting but it seems like nowadays because like there's so much freedom you know like with youtube and stuff you're not just like learning from kids like in your neighborhood you from people around you you're learning from like random people thousands and thousands of miles away as much as you want you know and so sometimes that can be a little jarring you know what i'm saying it's like if you listening to somebody from you know Britain spitting about rap, you know what I'm saying, and y'all have that in common, but then at the same time, it's like their perspective is so different that it does something to like in order to interact with the person, you have to go to a different place. But like honestly, like sometimes there's some crazy people online, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like you don't have time to go through like their background and be like, okay, should I believe what this person is saying? Um, Does this person care about me? You know what I'm saying? Um, So I think that like that has changed too. And and Jared, one time, like we had talked about regionalization, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, Jacob, you going, or you were in high school and you were around the same people, you know, for four years, pretty much um so you were able to pick up stuff from them but then you was also like able to go to youtube and pick up stuff from people on youtube you know people who are like from way far away that's different like i feel like that does something to the brain you know what i'm saying yeah because like back in the day it's like our interaction with people was like our cousins or like our neighborhood friends or like the people you know like we went to church with for like 15 16 years you know or our family you know so like how do you think like that makes a difference like with the up and coming generations you know like having like so many different perspectives, and like having that be so readily available to absorb.
2: Can you reword the question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like, so you got like, you got crazy folk online, you got crazy folk on YouTube that you don't know, mm-hmm. but like they're spewing stuff out that like people are listening to. And it's like shaping society. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Even like, honestly, dude, like, you know, with Ava, you know, like my daughter, whatever, it's like she listens to Got Your Life. You ever heard Got Your Life? So, Got Your Life is like, it's a cartoon, sort of. It's like you can make your own characters and have like these sagas or these dramas going on. And it's like, all kind of stuff be going on with these cartoons. It's like the kids be like cussing their parents out. Like the parents be like screaming at their kids. Like they be having like multiple personalities basically. Um, it's like, you know, demons and, you know, all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like. Let's delete that. <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs> I said, let's
2: delete that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's get rid of that now. Oh <laughs> that don't sound
0: cool at all. No, oh, and I'm I'm sitting over here listening to it, but you know what though? I was like, I don't want to be like, I don't just want to be like an old person, and be like, oh, cut okay, off. No. no, be that. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from a young person. There you go.
1: <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it's okay. So here, here's actually I use it to my advantage because like you know Ava's big into it or whatever and so um yeah she ended up like drawing a character kind of like based on gotcha life and supposedly like it was um it was in like a, a demon like an inner demon and i was like oh i was like she seemed cool and you know she didn't say much but like well if you saw the picture you'd understand because like it was like i ain't gonna show it to y'all because that's probably that's private for her but you know it was just a picture of like this cute little girl you know so i'm like oh she looks nice how's she a demon and so you know like the demon had a name and everything and so uh turns out a lot of these demons characteristics being my daughter sometimes and so like I just kinda like use it to my advantage. So I'd be like, honestly, right now, like you displaying characteristics like of that inner demon. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like when I say that, it's like she understands, you know? And if you think about it, like that's we are fighting against like stuff that we can't see. You know what I mean? And it's like sometimes we be trying to like, you know, kill the culprit and, you know, like, Oh, don't do this anymore. And like cut this off. But honestly, like that's not always like the only thing to do, you know what I'm saying? Like it may be like one thing to do, but sometimes it goes deeper. So when we start talking about demons, honestly, I was like, you know what, this is a good occasion to really talk about some shit. Like we need to be talking about demons with our kids for real, because the stuff that like I've heard from kids in this generation is like really, really, really like nightmarish, you know, like in people's heads, you know. Um.
2: Yeah. yeah. We definitely need to normalize the spiritual talk with our kids. Oh, with your kids, because I don't have kids. <laughs> With with kids, with the next generation, normalize the, the God talk. And, and uh, yeah, definitely. But you need but, to nip all of that.
1: Yeah. The only thing about, like, the demons thing is I, like, I think sometimes if you open the door for them, they kind of sneak their way in. Like, I've always, like, never been, like, the person to kind of play with that. Because, like, I remember back when I was growing up, There was like the, uh, you know, stand in the mirror, bloody Mary three times. Like I would never do that. Cause it's like, you can speak curses on your family into existence. Like there's a lot of people who are like, and you will think that it's like, you know, you have to sit there and spell or whatever, but it'll just be people who'll go around every day. Like, yeah, my my family has this bad history. Oh, my family has a history of diabetes and you ain't got no diabetes and nothing wrong with you but you speaking it into existence. Like, obviously, you know, if you have diabetes, you have diabetes. But what I'm saying is, like, a lot of stuff you speak into existence. Like, have you ever seen, like, somebody who could have been successful or, like, not not successful, like, in the way we're saying, but could have been doing more with themselves, but they're, like, not doing anything because they think lowly of themselves? Like, I think that's how, like, demons can play in. And I feel like, it's important to discuss, but uh, opening the door to them, uh, that can be a little different story. Cause like, I'm thinking about it as like, you know, I've seen like the shows like 13 Reasons Why, and I've seen like a couple of shows like that where they make like high school seem like the end of the world. And that's what I was gonna ask you, Jacob, was um, like, I know suicide rates are high, but it was like, was there, like, kids in your school who, like, committed suicide, or was that, like, a real thing, like, a big thing, you know, when you were in school, like, suicide awareness?
2: Nah. And if they were, if there were kids that were committing suicide, I guess, or thinking about it, it wasn't, you, you, they weren't given the time of day to speak, I guess. Like, it really ties all into that cool factor. Like, like you really didn't hear from those kids. Those kids was the, probably the kids that was keeping quiet about their problems. You know, not in a mix too much, not talking to everybody, not knowing everybody. And, Nah, there was never I don't think they would have been comfortable to have been open that open with the school or open with anybody like that. Because of how judgmental.
1: It's, how it's funny because like it. I remember like sophomore year and or junior year in high school, like this one kid killed killed himself and like nobody saw it coming. Cause like it was in like that was when I was at the all-white school and like the guy killed himself. And it was like, what? Like nobody saw it coming. Like the guy had a lot of friends and then like it come to find out I switched school and this guy like hung himself. So I was just like, you know, like all these shows I'm seeing make it seem like suicide is like way up in high schools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, um, it's definitely a lot, you know, like, going on, good and bad, you know, like um, in schools. And honestly, like, Jacob, it's like, you know, I appreciate your honesty because it's like everything's not bad, you know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, ain't nobody committed suicide. (laughs) It's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's actually good, you know, like to hear that, you know? Um, But then at the same time, it's like, you know, there are like some issues that like we need to be more aware of, you know, especially like in the older generations. And so, you know it's really good to hear you know like your voice you know and it's like um you know we appreciate you you know talking with us you know and hopefully you know it's like you're able to you know pick up something from what you know like we talk about too um and you know like just our lives like the way that we live that's the thing like we don't want to just be talkers like we want to be doers you know so um yeah that's off to you man it's like you know you successful, my eyes man just keep it going
2: Yes, sir. Thank you.